Good morning, everyone. How are you this beautiful day, this beautiful day that the Lord has made? I'm Karen Jane Casey, presenting to you Karen's Book Corner. And this is a subtopic of Turn to God with Karen. Every first and third Friday, I'll be reading a small segment from something that I've written. Now, I've written several books now. Right now, we're concentrating on A New Song Rises Up. Um, it was released just this past fall. And I talk about specific subject matter or I give a backstory. I write because I want to share how great our God is. The Lord has forgiven me numerous times of many blunders and rescued me from life-threatening situations. He has saved me through Jesus Christ. In gratitude, in gratitude I am motivated to share my testimony with you and, and what I've learned along my journey. And I encourage you to turn to God for your deliverance and for your redemption. Yes, part of my design is to whet your interest in reading my books. So you can find all of my books at my website, KarenJaneCasey.com. That's C-A-R-I-N-J-A-Y-N-E-C-A-S-E-Y. From there, you can also contact me and purchase the books. Well, today's read is from my newest release, A New Song Rises Up. We read from portions within chapter 10, which is titled, Were You Oppressed? Were You Oppressed? Have you ever been so beat down, oppressed, that you felt like you were like a slave or a servant, having no rights under the thumb of a tyrant? In this chapter, I speak testimony of a time when I was in a life-threatening domestic violence situation. And within that period of time, my abuser had decided that I would wear a huge tattoo on my back, designed designating me as a slave, his slave. And this was about three decades ago, so that's what, during a time that there were negative opinions about people wearing tattoos, especially women. Okay, I'm reading now from pages 96 to 97. Page 96 to 97. Even though I was living a sinful life with this man, I came from a religious background, and I remember the scripture about the body being the temple of God. In light of that scripture, I had presumed, incorrectly, the reference related to marking my body, such as with a tattoo, being a sin. While having that belief, I was not willing to get a tattoo, but my resistance with fear of God's condemnation only fueled his demands for this to be done. Abusers love to push their victims to go beyond their boundaries, harming their sense of right living and jeopardizing their moral compass. The abuser's pleasure is in successfully forcing their will upon their victim to cause their victim to act in, in breach of their moral boundaries, especially if the victim abhors that action. He continued day and night with the arguments, threats, and beatings until he broke me down. Like the cat playing with his mouse, he knew it was only a matter of time for, him to, for me to comply. I was living in fear constantly during those times, and I finally acquiesced to the tattoo plan. I felt I had merely borrowed a moment from harsh punishment and pain or potential death. Added to my sorrow and condemnation of it was the sense of cowardice. Then he announced that my tattoo would be a geisha, covering most of my back. In this, the meaning was clear. I was a slave, like the Japanese slave, his slave. 
He proclaimed that even if, if anything happened that I could escape him, nobody would ever want me. My body would be permanently marked as his slave. I believed nobody else would want me. I was devastated to, to even be doing this, still believing it a sin, but it reached greater levels of pain with the meaning of it that it, w- it would cover such a large area. The thoughts of this impending permanent destruction to my body brought me excruciating pain. The process of completing this tattoo took several visits that lasted for hours, having periods between visits for the open wound to heal. He was with me as if, as if for support. With him by my side, I had to sign a document that this process was not under duress or impairment. As I laid helpless on the table during the process of many needles piercing my skin repeatedly, I remained in deep mental, spiritual, emotional, and physical torture, unable to utter a word of objection. Finally, the deed was done. I was overwhelmed with shame, guilt, and regret. As you know from previous chapters, the Lord did help me to escape this abuser. I asked for and received forgiveness for all of my sins. I knew if there had been any sin in my getting this tattoo, that that sin was included. All was washed away by the blood of Jesus. The enemy tried to convince me that my life was permanently destroyed and void of any happiness in the future. But the Lord kept me under his wing and brought me out from self-condemnation and the pain of other people's judgment. How did the Lord turn it around? How could he? Years after my abuser was gone from me, I still had the tattoo to deal with during my long recovery process. I re-looked at scriptures and I realized that God cares about what is going on inside the body, the heart, the soul, the mind, and it appeared then that this scripture about my body being the temple of God addressed infidelity. Matters of the heart, the soul, and the mind, and not about what adornment there may be on the outside of the body. That brought solace to me. So you you may not have realized until I began reading this that, that someone forcing you to put a tattoo on your body is a form of abuse. But that is exactly what it is. So in my sharing this, you can recall a time in your life Maybe even now, where someone else has imposed something upon you to do something that's against your will, against your own boundaries, against even what you believe, have you been oppressed? Let me share with you something that I learned through this experience. And I'm going to read again now, page 99 to 100. You know, I'm just giving you little pieces to whet your interest. <laughs> page 99. As we all know, tats have become quite popular in recent years, so my faded geisha is as nothing to other people now. I rarely even remember that I have it. I marvel what an interesting way the Lord worked it out for me to gain a sense of self-worth, belonging, and healing through this issue. He truly is all-knowing and good. I purposely didn't share those pages. You'll have to read the book. (laughs) Most importantly, my spiritual growth was happening especially through faithfully studying the Word of God, personal prayer, and fellowship with other believers. I had learned who I am in Christ. I am a loved child of God, His work of art, and various versions of the passage in Ephesians 2.10, a believer is referred to as God's workmanship, His masterpiece, handiwork, and beautiful poetry. God loves me, all of me, tats and all. 
and I am completely his work of art or his beautiful poetry. From the bottom of my toes to the top of my head, thank you, Jesus. Always remember the enemy is a liar. When he says you are not enough or unworthy and tries to pile on your shame and condemnation, don't accept it. When our God is with us and when our God is for us, who can stand against us? My abuser had partnered with the devil and used my spiritual beliefs, however misled I was, against me so I would believe myself condemned by God. He thought I would never survive it, but I knew about the power of the blood of Jesus. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. That's in 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9. I was down, but not destroyed. Thank you, Jesus. So in my sharing this with you, what can you, what can you glean for yourself? These few pages tell about important things that I've learned. Regardless of what the intent of the enemy was, is, no matter what the enemy does, God has a good plan for your life. Lean on him. He will rescue you. He will redeem you. It's through these wounds, our healing process, where we can authentically share empathy with another person and ultimately promote their healing. It's all in a cycle. We receive the Lord's rescue and healing, and then we can share with others and who are wounded, as we are, have been, and we can promote their healing. As we bless others, then we are blessed. It's a wonderful cycle. Thank you for joining me today. There's a number of thought-provoking questions in the respective study guide to A New Song Rises Up. My book is behind you, behind me. I hope you will join me in every episode of Karen's Book Corner with the podcast, Turn to God with Karen, and each one I will share a different excerpt from something that I've written. We can talk about developing a relationship with the Lord, about redemption, salvation through Jesus Christ, always available on Monday's podcast, Turn to God with Karen, and each time there's a different topic for encouragement and healing through our challenges in life. And like I said, that is an episode on Monday mornings, and also that I have a podcast on Wednesday mornings, which is called Sword of the Spirit, and in that I actually read passages of the Word. Well, this is Karen Jane Casey, author, speaker, podcaster, domestic violence victim advocate, and ambassador for Christ. So please go to the contact page on my website with any comments, any feedback. All your suggestions are most welcome. And that is, again, at KarenJaneCasey.com. And there you will find the books that I've written, and you can buy them. And also ask for the free brochure, Hope for your future. Well, thank you and God bless.